95 masks and 95 masks what, what do they do they're like they're the they're the better particulate masks they have like different ratings for masks would this protect me against the coronavirus going around I mean, I don't, I don't really have any details, but it'll do better than the, Pretty. like the shittiest masks. Like yeah. you need to, these are more expensive. You need to have the more expensive ones. Okay. What's up freaks? Uh, Matt came with gifts today. He brought me a particulate respirator and 95 mask. Well, I have like a bunch of them at home. So just in case, you know, you can never be too safe. Yeah. I mean, I think this whole Corona thing is kind of bullshit, right? They're shutting down big cities, man. It's got a good name. Yeah, it does. Coronavirus. Yeah. It just makes you want to drink a beer. Isn't Even though I don't really love Coronas. The lime in the right situation. I'm a big Corona guy in the summer. With the lime? Uh, definitely. Yeah. I don't mind it straight either. You need to have it with the lime. Yeah, Corona Extra too. Those, kind of, those Corona Extras will sneak up on you though. Be careful if you're drinking the Extras out there, freaks. It's pretty crazy that Wuhan, am I pronouncing it right? I believe so. 11 million city, people. 11 million people, yeah. yeah I th- they shut down two other cities, too. Bigger than New York City. Yeah. Uh-huh. Imagine New York City got shut down from leaving an entry. Would they be able to do that here, do you think? I don't know. It's ne- that's never happened, right? Well, wasn't the New York City Police Department like the like second biggest standing army? Oh, no, or, but it's like, like top five. It's like top, yeah, it's like six or seven. Yeah. Uh-oh. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, they could cut Manhattan off pretty easily. You just Very block easy. the bridges. Yeah. Um, they could cut Long Island off. They could cut Staten Island off pretty easily. We're lucky in Brooklyn. Bronx, the Bronx would be hard. Yeah, you just start walking north. I don't think they've ever done it. Well, let's hope they don't. Yeah, that would be Have chaos. Um, I'm I'm thinking of I Am Legend right now, but yeah, is it a uh, I Am Legend? I my favorite part of I Am Legend was the like overgrown New York, right? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, is the coronavirus just another Ebola scare? Another swine flu scare? Is, another... it, is it bullish for Bitcoin? <laughs> I don't know. People were, were pushing that narrative. Well, you know, it was bearish, right? Well, you can't... It's hard to spend cash in a hazmat suit, but it's easier to spend Bitcoin. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very good point. There you go. You shouldn't be laughing about this. This is serious. Are people dying? You know, 18 deaths so far. A lot of people... There's probably more though, right? I would imagine. I don't, yeah. I, don't know. I don't really trust the Chinese government numbers. Yeah, yeah, they're, they've known to to fudge some numbers in the past. Yeah, but I saw a video of like in one airport, some they put some dude what? in a box. How crazy was that? <laughs> yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it looked like an, like they had just invented that box like two years ago, yeah. right? Could you imagine being in that box though? Yeah. Would you get in the box? Did you see uh, Luke Martin posted? He was like. If the guy in the box started shooting a periscope video, that would be like, it would win the internet. <laughs> it's so true. I bet he made a TikTok. Um, yeah, it was a nice little three-minute ad lib there to open it up. Let me pull up Clark Moody's dashboard. Do we have any shout-outs today? I don't believe we do. Let me check. It'd be kind of cool if we did our shout-outs before the ad read. Yeah, let me see if I uh, if we got any. I'm checking BTC. I'm like torn whether or not it's good before or after good as long as we get in there yeah i don't think we have any shout outs unfortunately freaks don't have anything to say let's i pointed one of my domains at clark's uh, website which one bitcoinstats.co bitcoinstats.co um if you go there right now um you're not going to get the same price that i'm about to read because it'll be an hour after <laughs> i've read it or many hours after i've read it but right now the price according to clark moody's Bitcoin dashboard is eight thousand three hundred thirty-nine dollars. Uh, Sats per dollar is at eleven thousand, or 
985, approaching 12,000 sats per dollar. Uh, what else are we looking at here? Tor stats, Tor nodes uh, for the Lightning Network uh, are making 39.3%. I believe that's about where it was last week when we met here, when we congregated here on the airwaves. Uh, what else are we looking at it's here? It's up a little bit, it seems. Yeah, it's up a little bit. Um, yeah, and he added a he added node count, too. Um, so Satoshi version, uh, core version 0.18.0 is the most downloaded implementation of core right now behind that's 18.1 is after that and then it falls behind there uh the site is just growing every week i feel like clark is a beast mode again right now yeah he just keeps adding yeah i also liked he added the forward-looking block uh predicted next block category which is pretty cool yeah um, not really useful for a shout out on the pod, but no. I like that category. I do too. Fees versus sub- subsidy. Uh, fees are making up 0.95% of the next block. Cool predicted. Stat. Um, need to pump those numbers at some point. Run a tour node. Run a tour node. Um, we're going to get to some cool. Let's break 40%. We're almost there. By next, uh, episode. Almost there. Before we get there. Let's get these ads out of the way, freaks. Uh, and actually, after this Cash App ad, we'll, uh, we'll make you abreast of something that's going on here. Tales from the Crypt is brought to you by the Cash App. As you know, Cash App is the simplest way to send and save money and buy Bitcoin. And now it's the simplest way to try to grow your money, introducing Cash App investing. Unlike investing tools that only let you buy entire shares of stock, Cash App lets you instantly invest as little or as much as you want to in any stock that you want. Uh, this way, when your favorite company's stock is just a little too expensive. You can own as little as $1 because Cash App is directly connected to your bank account. There's no four to five day waiting periods for inbound transfers. So you can start investing or stacking sats today. Brokerage services are provided by Cash App Investing, a subsidiary of Square, a member SIPC. As always, use the code stacking sats when you sign up. You're going to get $10 and Cash App is going to send you $10. Not you. You're going to get $10 if you use the code stacking sats. And then Cash App's not going to send you another $10. They're going to send $10 to our good friends at Owls Lacrosse. Um, yeah, and a few freaks are listening to this episode now. You you may have noticed a new album cover. Are we gonna actually put it on for this episode? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah, I'm gonna put it in. Um, yeah, Cash App. I know some of you freaks are gonna freak out. I think uh, I think we've been bought by the man. We've got presented by Cash App on the album artwork. I can I can uh, assure you, um, we we have not been we are not good, we're not sellouts. We definitely have sold ad space. For money, but uh, yeah, we uh, we have a cool new logo, a nice little drip, and I think we're going to switch it up every six months. I really like the six months idea. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Cash App, uh, luckily to have them on for the whole year as a sponsor. Yeah, so let us know what you think of our of our new album art. Yeah. Uh, I mean, our previous album art, I think Marty created in like Microsoft Paint or something. It right? wasn't me. It wasn't me. Yeah. It was actually a shout out to Joe Smaldone from Barstool Sports. He made it for us. Um, years ago when we first started this podcast, this humble beginning. I'm going to miss the old album artwork. I'm not going to lie, though. It wasn't my favorite aesthetic. We can do things with it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. It's, uh, It'll always have a special place in our hearts. Yes. I really like the six-month idea. But anyway, freaks, let us know what you think of the new... Uh, album the, artwork. Yeah. Yeah. Hope uh, you dig it. Uh, this episode of Tales from Crypt is also brought to you by Engine Capital. You already know all about them. They're creating financial services for Bitcoiners. 
uh, and their service is uh, revolved around custody, collaborative custody in multi-sig. Uh, they have their vault program. It allows you to engage in multi-sig quorum. With Unchained, uh, you can uh, ask them to sign a transaction for you if need be. If not, you can sign it off yourself. On top of that, uh, they have their uh, loan programs where you can use Bitcoin as collateral to get U.S. dollar loans. If you don't want to sell your Bitcoin and get some liquidity right now, friends don't let friends sell Bitcoin. Uh, so Unchained is there to help you not sell your Bitcoin by taking out a collateralized loan. And then on top of that, they're doing dope stuff on the open source front, uh, obviously with Caravan, which is their open source uh, desktop app for their multi-sig quorum. So if you don't even want to include Unchained in the, the multi-sig quorum that they've created themselves, you can download Caravan and do that yourself without Unchained. They've open sourced that solution for you freaks. And on top of that, they're working on other stuff like Slip39, Hermit, uh, and uh, great content in the form of their blog. Dhruv, Joe, uh, Parker Lewis are putting out some great content. Uh, so go check them out at www.unchained-capital.com. www.unchained-capital.com. Big, we, we got dinner last night, and I was like, ah, RHR tomorrow. What do we got on board? You were like, ah, oh, slow news week. It's <laughs> the longest list I've seen in a month. That was a great dinner. Um, I have, do we have no shout-outs? No shout-outs. No shout-outs this week. I have a shout-out. Um, we're trying to coordinate a Bitcoin Citadel workshop in San Francisco leading up to Bitcoin 2020, um, which both me and Marty are going to be participating in Bitcoin 2020, so you should get tickets if you haven't already. Um, so if you have a business or some kind of event space available um, for us to run that workshop, like about like 20 people, maybe like 20 to 30 people, uh, please reach out to me. We would appreciate that. You San Fran freaks. Excuse me. San Fran's not uh, kosher if you're in SF. You SF freaks. You're not allowed to say San Fran. It's uncouth. Is it uncouth? Losers say un- uh, San Fran. Oh, and the other thing is that would be on um, the Thursday before the conference in the morning, ideally. Uh, like 10 to 12 in the morning. What's the Thursday before the conference? 22nd. Is that it? The 20. Um, it's not working. The 26th. Okay, 26th. March 26th. I'm way off. Um, Another shout-out. Shout-out conferences here. And the team at Advancing Bitcoin reached out. Um, So if you guys are in London looking to go to a dope uh, technical Bitcoin conference with uh, a lot of good information, uh, Advancing Bitcoin is happening in London. Let me find the date here. Um, Exactly. I think it's the beginning of February. It looks pretty boss. Yeah. Uh, there's like a lot of, it's a two day technical. Uh, and I, I think last year was the first or second annual. Um, it's in London 6th and 7th of February, uh, this year. So a couple weeks from now, if you're in London, you want to get some good technical, uh, uh, coverage of Bitcoin. This is the conference for you advancing Bitcoin. Go check it out at advancingbitcoin.com. Yeah. And then like the London Bitcoin devs, uh, are throwing a good meetup around then too. Is that like Michael uh, Falkerson? Yeah, Michael Folkson. Folkson, Folkson. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, if you do make it out there, you should definitely go to that as well. I'm sure that's going to be a good time. Yeah. Shout out to the advancing Bitcoin team. All right, let's get into the list here. Big one. Ronin Dojo V1.2 is out. What's going on with the new, just a better UI? Um, we get dark mode? Yeah, I'm not sure, uh, but they, they updated it. Yeah. So I put it there. Ronin is a great way to run your own dojo. Um, 
on either an Odroid or a uh, Raspberry Pi. Um, so it's, yeah, it's it's probably the easiest way to get started on Dojo. Yeah, so it comes with Whirlpool client uh, CLI version 0.10.2, Dojo 1.4.1, excuse me. Enhanced menu, menu options for Dojo, IBD transfer scripts, added backup drive script, temporary removal of uh, elect, uh, Electris. How do you say it? It's Electrum server, yeah. Yeah, Electrum but server. It's, it's Electrum Rust server. Yeah. Electris. Yeah. And then general fixes. Yeah, so it's basically they up, updated all the packages. Yeah. Well, while we have Electrum server on here, let's just transition straight to the BTC Pay Vault. I think that's a good transition there. Um, well, at first... My note also updated, oh, which true. is probably the second easiest way to run a dojo. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get the added bonus there. I don't think they've added dojo yet, but they added BTC Pay and they added Whirlpool. Um, and there's already LND is there and it all runs mempool. through Tor That's by space. default. Yeah, you have your mempool explorer. So it's, it's more uh, fully functional. Um, and I am going to set up a my node soon. Apologies, I haven't yet, and there'll be some videos on that as well. Now, huge shout out to the MyNode team. Those two, it's two guys, right? Two I know it's at least one dude. Yeah, uh, but they have contributors too. There's like yeah. open source contributors. Guys down helping. in Alabama, right? Not sure. Um, Trying not to find people's. I think he has it on his Twitter profile. Uh, at least that's what he's saying. But um, yeah, MyNode seems like it's legit. They're adding great fucking project. Looks like a good out of the box plug and play, click and drag. Um, yeah, you get lightning. You get you get uh, Samurai support, so you can do mixing. Yeah, and I think the, you get Electrum support, so you can easily do hardware wallets or through a Wasabi. And what's the hardware? You have LMD like for Lightning. BTC Pay they have now. It's like $180 with the hardware needed, right? Yeah, if, if, maybe a little bit less. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, the Raspberry Pi is like 50 bucks. Yeah. Um, then the SSD is like 90 so that's like 150 yeah and then it but plus plus because you need enclosures and stuff like that and an sd card so it's like yeah you're probably right like would you say 180 yeah about 180 yeah and then but then there's some things that are only behind their premium where you have to then pay them another hundred dollars um but what's good is it looks like whirlpool dojo and btc pay will not be behind the premium that sounds like it's worth it though it's a good yeah. way to it's a good monetization path it's a good way to support them yeah still pretty cheap yeah no, you, yeah, you got, you got like your hub for a global financial network. You know, I could pay them a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's a pretty good deal. So shout out to the uh, MyNode team, and then back to the BTC Pay Vault. This is actually big, something I've been waiting for. Huge, <laughs> because if you have been using BTC Pay uh, with a hardware wallet, uh, and you don't have Electrum server hooked up, you know that uh, when you create a bunch of invoices, the <coughs> uh, BTC Pay just goes down your uh, your XPub and just starts picking addresses, and people don't pay uh, uh, invoices in a row, which is not going to happen. You're, it would just be too perfect if every next address in uh, your XPub was was an invoice that got paid. When in I, reality, there's like yeah, 20, what, 30, 40, right? Yeah. In for, between. So, yeah, there's like 40. It jumps like 40 addresses down. A bunch of invoices go unpaid, so... Uh, what happens is you'll go and you'll plug your hardware wallet in. You'll 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 see on BTC Pay that your wallet has Bitcoin in it, and then you'll go plug your hardware wallet if it's Trezor, go to Trezor Bridge, um, and it will look like your Bitcoin's not there. But what you need to do is set up 
Electrum server. Because of the gap limit. Yes, you have to jump forward, gap forward. Which is how many addresses they're watching that haven't been spent. Yes. Too. So it is, like, if you don't understand the uh, the gap limit stuff, it is scary. You're like, holy shit, where's the Bitcoin? It's not here. Um, so now BTC Pay has their own s- solution to basically accessing hardware wallets with your own full node. Yes, so it's like a desktop app. Um, is that, it an app? I believe so, yeah. Have you, you haven't tried it yet? I haven't tried it. I was uh, just read it. Yeah, it's um, neither have I. But it looks like a big deal, and it just goes to show like BTC Pay is is really evolving as a full software stack. Yeah, um, so, I mean, because this is useful for people that aren't uh, just merchants. Like you can run BTC Pay and then run BTC Pay Vault just to access your hardware wallets as an individual. Yeah, um, and in, so here's what they say in layman words. BTC Pay Vault is a separate app locally hosted on your PC, which BTC Pay server connects to and asks for permission. Once permission is granted, BTC Pay is able to integrate with any hardware wallet connected to your PC. Uh, you can import your wallet and spend incoming funds with a simple confirmation on your device, with your keys never leaving your hardware device, with all funds being validated against your own Bitcoin full node and no data leakage. Yeah, you get privacy improvement, and you're actually validating the Bitcoin you receive. Yeah. It's all coming That's together, awesome. man. Slowly but surely. That's huge. Yeah. Right? Closing the loop. Um, and this is another cool thing that came out in testing and only on testnet now, but our good friend 6102, is it underscore Bitcoin? No, it's at 6102 Bitcoin. At 6102 Bitcoin. Um, is coming out this product called TXCast. It's Not a, really a product, project. Project, yeah. yeah. It's a script that allows you uh, to basically delay the broadcasting of your transaction to help break timing analysis. Yeah, so timing analysis um, keeps me up at night. Uh, Why? Both, both literally and figuratively. Um, once you go down the timing analysis rabbit hole, you really start to freak out about Bitcoin privacy and like using Bitcoin privately. So, I mean, we, you see it a lot with, specifically with CoinJoin, with these new Chami and CoinJoins, um, these, uh, you know, Whirlpool and Wasabi. Uh, basically, you have all these outputs afterwards, um, and you know you don't want to combine them because if you combine them, you link them and you potentially reduce the effectiveness of the you you will reduce the effectiveness of the mix that you just went through, um, and they can possibly get linked back to you. Um, but if you are sending them to cold storage, simply sending them as individual UTXOs isn't good enough because if you have 10 UTXOs there and you send all 10 UTXOs within a two minute period. Um, They're going to be in the same block. Right. And if you, if you, if you're only sending your UTXOs like in the morning Eastern time, then like you're probably like on the East coast of the United States. Right. So there's all these things you have to keep in mind in terms of that. And what happens is it becomes like a very time consuming process where now you are up at two in the morning sending one UTXO, you know, just because you got to do it like, and you can't do it like every hour or every two hours. Cause then if there's patterns emerge, um, there's a possibility someone could end up gleaning information from it. Um, so the idea of this is that you put in signed, already signed transactions, um, from any wallet, whether that's Electrum or Wasabi, um, or Samurai. And then you set like a time period, and it's supposed to randomly send them out across that time period through Tor to Blockstream. Because Blockstream has an API where they then broadcast it. So uh, not only would it not be linked to your IP, but it should break timing analysis. Yes. And it'd be great to see this actually like built into um, 
like samurai would be fucking awesome like built into wallets wallets should have the ability to uh stage transactions like every wallet that would be awesome yeah let's give a let's give a big shout out to 6102 i love 6102 this is is the man i don't know if he's a man i'm assuming he is uh that gets shit done he's got his could be a lady bitcoin-intro.com correct um, Bitcoin-intro.com, Bitcoin-only.com, and my personal favorite is Bitcoin-only.com slash hashtag privacy, which I think is like the best single page resource for privacy because yeah. it links to a bunch of other that are really good resources for privacy, but it's just very well done. So that's always that's the link I always direct people to when they... Um, want more information about bitcoin yeah 6102 living the if not me then who uh lifestyle out there tx cast is his first coding project i believe i don't think he's ever coded or one of the first one of the first yeah. yeah so go out test it it's on testnet right now so you get some testnet bitcoin yeah he's looking for help and, and fuck around um and that's a new that's a new project out there and be aware of timing analysis yes be aware of that um got a couple updates here lnd version 0.9 beta uh, that's multipath payments and key send pretty big, which are both pretty big. Yeah. Uh, so key send is like, you can send a payment to just, a um, just a pub key instead of needing an invoice. Yeah. I actually kind of like the invoices in lightning. I love them, but you get both options. Anyway, you get both options. Um, and then they have, uh, that liquidity management we were talking about where you can, Basically, send it. Oh, you stay on Lightning, and you just send it from one channel. It goes through a couple hops, and then comes back through another channel. Um, so routing nodes can balance out better without uh, actually having to go on chain, which I thought was pretty cool. And then multipath payments are pretty self-explanatory. Payments can t- split up and take multiple paths. Another big thing in this update too is uh, the Macaroon Bakery. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's huge. Yeah, so this we've been talking about that for a minute. Yeah, this enables you to create uh, macaroons that can define define permissions. That was one of the big problems with macaroons up to this point. It was sort of leaky, not 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 very good security wise. So they yeah, I mean macaroons up until this point was basically they either the application either had full access to your wallet. Or they, it was just watch only. There was no middle ground. Yeah. So basically, like ideally, we want to have like a permission system where you could be like, this macaroon allows you to spend up to two hundred dollars a website. day, or this website only, or whatever. So we can isolate it because right now, like you connect from your phone to your home node, and like all your funds are at risk through your no- phone. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so this is a big upgrade too. Uh, shout out to the L and D team for pushing that forward. Uh, yeah, it just allows more granularity uh, in your permissions when you're when you're using Lightning on the web. And then our boy Evan updated Zeus. We got Zeus zero point two point zero. He added C Lightning support, which is pretty big. That is big. Uh, is that the the only? Big no, he thing? added a bunch of things. Uh, you could set channels fees all at once or channel by channel, which is what I love about RTL. Shout out RTL. Um, Fee report, LNUL, URL withdraws, and pay support. So he added LNURL support. Yeah. Which is pretty... This isn't on the list, but the fact that you just said pay made me think of that, that app pay. Um, oh, we should talk about that. Don't use pay. <laughs> yeah, apparently they're, they're not giving people as much Bitcoin as was originally well, advertised. I mean, that's not my... My issue with it is their privacy policy. We never talk about it because I don't want to give them airtime. 
and I like only talked about them on Twitter, like right in the beginning. I tested out the app. Um, it's one of these apps where you get sats back, but instead, you know, the three main big ones are Fold, Lolly, and Pay. They all have different models, and Pay's model is you link your credit card and you download the phone app, and it automatically, when you spend on your credit card at select merchants, you get sats back. And the biggest issue I have with them is um, their privacy policy is fucking horrible. They're absolutely collecting a shit ton of data and selling it. Uh, and they like force location permissions on your phone. Like the app becomes unusable if you try and block the location permissions. So it's like, that's the, and that's like an ultimate thing with privacy. And then yeah, the rates are, they give you like nothing. So like, don't sell your privacy for like sats, just like. Yeah, well that's a- fractions of a sat that's why i like Fold's model too the, i think fold's my favorite now yeah the uh the gift card gift card gives you gives you privacy and you get sets back with that right you buy gift cards with a credit card or a debit card right right lolly uses an extension um or you can do it through their website where you buy it like you have to link through their website if you don't have the extension and then Fold's model is they basically they either sell you gift cards for lightning or credit card and they give you cash back and that's really nice from like a privacy point of view um because your credit fold knows what you're buying but your credit card company doesn't know uh what you're buying they just see a fold yeah um and if you buy with lightning you can actually use fold without an account which is pretty crazy just use it completely accountless that's which is like fucking <clears throat> slick I actually, yeah, I used uh, I used Fold to to top up a fifty dollar Amazon gift card. Yeah, they have Amazon, so yeah. you can literally buy anything through that. Yeah, and then you get Sats back, even if you pay with Bitcoin, you get Sats back, yeah. credit card or Bitcoin. Yeah, so shout pretty out to awesome. Team. I believe Lolly's coming out with an app. Soon Don't too. use Pay. <laughs> yeah, Lolly's obviously they're going to come out with an app. Yeah. They've been teasing it. Um, one of your favorite topics, liquid support. It's coming to Bisque, baby. Well, so I thought this was like kind of interesting because I don't really see that much value in liquid for myself like we've talked about this on the pod earlier um about exchange to exchange and stuff like that but this is interesting because i did mention last episode i was like what i want to see is um trust minimized ways to swap between the ch- chains without kyc so like obviously bisque fits that bill perfectly um it should be interesting to see a bisque like adds uh, stablecoin support through that um, because you know one of the biggest hurdles with BISC is the fiat side. So there might be something there in terms of using using Tether on Liquid. Um, you know, disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. Tether has all the third party issues, third party risk. Um, but there's something there that if if you could easily move back and forth from liquid and Bitcoin. And then you could take advantage. And then there was like a coin joint client on liquid that had confidential, that leveraged confidential transactions. Then there could be something there from a privacy point of view um, for regular Bitcoin users. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems like uh, liquid is is uh, becoming compatible with more and more wallets, services and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, something we'll be following again. I don't have a use case for liquid right now. I'm not a big trader. And then the other thing was Tether just released Tether Gold, <laughs> uh, which I was going to just like bring up after the, at the end in like a riff, but just something to keep in mind. They added, now they have gold in some Swiss bank. Yeah, gold back Tether. Um, 
I have no use for that whatsoever. It has third-party risk, like not your gold, not your gold. I, have, I don't know how the saying goes for gold. Not your vault, not your gold. Yeah, not your bars, not your gold. Yeah. Um, um, so I, I don't really see that much value in that. And and Tether is um, could be worth nothing overnight, as is always the case with Tether, even though they keep surviving. So Yeah, it's crazy. They, we've been talking about them. I think our whole our whole podcasting career. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, this is a uh, this is pretty cool too. I wrote about it in the Ben today. Short Ben today. Uh, your boy did not get. Much yeah, that's an night. understatement. Yeah, uh, shortest one of the shortest Bens ever. Probably. Yeah, I was I was hurting this morning. Uh, exchange cold storage analysis uh, was performed by Longhash, and this is cool. They're trying to get a better grasp on the actual exchange volume, and instead of. Looking at reported numbers from the exchanges, which have historically been gamed. Uh, I'm not saying that all exchanges are doing that, but some have in the past. Uh, yeah, you have to trust their volume numbers. Yeah. No one can audit those those numbers, yeah. at least especially for the overseas, like shitcoin exchanges and yeah. stuff. Yeah, so Justin Kai from uh, Longhash uh, basically came out with this piece this morning saying, hey, maybe a better way to look at this exchange volume is to look at their cold storage uh, wallets and see how they grow over time. Yeah, Coinmetrics has done some good research in this respect, too. I mean, I think it's really the only way. Um, and, like, on a, we'll dive into this as well, but on, like, on a slightly uh, related note, BNB recently did, Binance recently did their burn, and everyone's, like, ex- trying to extrapolate, like, how much revenue they made based off of it. Um, and they, like, changed how they do the burn. But just need to remind all you motherfuckers, like, it doesn't matter what they say in the not only can they change the terms whenever they want, you're completely trusting them that that their reported revenue number is the correct number anyway. Like, there's no way to verify that. Um, so they absolutely could be, you know, inflating it at will if they wanted to. Yeah. So anyway, with this, Coinbase is the most by fucking far. They're approaching a million Bitcoin in their cold storage wallets. And then the next one's like 250K or something, right? Yeah, and that's what I said in the Ben today. I was like, more people need to learn how to self-custody. Uh, Coinbase, I think, with their acquisition of Zappo. Oh, that's probably why. It's definitely. Are they including that? I don't know. I'm not sure. It might be even more because yeah. I know they were around like 800k bef- around before Bcash, and then it dropped like a lot because people withdrew to split their keys. Yeah, well, they withdrew before pre-fork. Yeah. Um. So it did drop a decent amount, but now it's back up above where it was before and growing. And you look at it, it looks like just a steady line. Yeah, it's pretty. So yeah, that's why I don't think they included Zappo because you don't see a, a, like a massive uh, bump. Yeah. So they have maybe they probably have even more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not that uh, the accumulation of that many Bitcoin is dangerous for uh, the protocol in the future. It's dangerous for the people on coinbase and if coinbase ever gets in trouble in the future and decides not to give your bitcoin it's a lot of bitcoin that that people won't have access so i'm not saying they're going to do that just i guess they do have a in february they have a spike was february when they did it no last year no i feel like it was it was after that right i feel like it was in like the summer yeah i don't think they have it included what's number two number two is oh huobi because they took all the plus token uh bitcoin probably uh that ponzi scheme that happened in china um, or still kind of happening. Maybe not. They got, they got mean, busted, but I mean, the they're still trying still to launder. Moving. Yeah, they're still trying to launder those coins, I'm pretty sure. And then number two is Binance. He's just barely below. They're at like 230 something, 240,000. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, if you're not your keys, not your coins. Not your keys, not your coins, and uh, yeah, and somebody uh, somebody commented under the the bent tweet today saying, "Hey, I've been practicing with cold card. I looked at your videos, and I I definitely he said uh, I think I did it successfully, but I still don't feel comfortable. And that's like one thing I want to stress is it takes a lot of practice." Create, time. It just takes time and like everything else. Create wallets, wipe them, recover them, send money to and from. Just do it a bunch of times and get comfortable with it. And yeah, the wipe and recovery is really important. Yeah. Or like get a second wallet so you don't actually wipe your wallet yeah. just in case. Well, wipe it before you send any funds. Or you just send a little bit, then wipe it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then. But if you have a second device, it's really nice because you can just be doing the restore process whenever you freak yourself out in future times. Yeah. Uh, but again, practice makes perfect. I've gotten more confident over the years as I, I've done this stuff more and more. Definitely don't send them to a ballet crypto wallet. <laughs> Definitely do would not you, do that. Like, it's Marty, not. would you rather keep your Bitcoin on Coinbase or ballet? Coinbase. I hate to say it. You said that really quick. Yeah. yeah. I, what, why, why are all these OGs pumping ballet? I don't know, man. Pre-generated for- keys. Did you read the, the... I don't even want to give them airtime. But don't use ballet crypto. No. It's this, it's this card. It's basically like a casacious coin without Bitcoin on it yet. You don't know how those keys are created. They can, somebody could easily... So why don't you tell the freaks what a casacious coin is? So a casacious coin was in the early days of Bitcoin. Uh, a lot of Bitcoiners wanted to have physical uh, physical Bitcoin. They, like the, it was, they were made, actually made of gold and yeah, silver and shit. Made of gold and basically the creator of the casacious coins produced private keys for the people and then put a sticker over it and loaded them up with bitcoin and first. said he deleted the keys yes so everything arranged from like 500 to 50,000 there's still a bunch in there yeah um uh malik on twitter he he like tracks them yeah um which is crazy that people still keep money on them but like so it is possible that there's good actors who yeah because he delete he said he deleted the keys they haven't been stolen yet they probably won't be at this point I still wouldn't risk it. Um, yeah, just I wouldn't the risk same it. Thing. With this, with ballet, you legitimately have to, you're trusting Bobby Lee um, not to steal your coins and not to compromise your privacy. Um, yeah. And so, and, the, and then on their, on their website, they say it is the ultimate in cold storage security. It's like, it's impossible for us to steal your coins. Like if they list, maybe I would, I'd be a little bit less upset with it if they listed the trade-offs clearly and, uh, made it obvious instead of instead of just hiding it with all this misleading bullshit and, and it's, buzzwords and garbage it like you should carry it around right i don't yeah they have like an app where you like then you scan it with the app to pay yeah. with it it's fucked yeah uh, beware not a good idea beware i'm not sure if i would keep it on coin coinbase or that would suck either that's like one of those horrible uh i would not want to do either yeah, I mean, luckily, that's not the only two options we have. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah I'd rather keep it on a cold one. card. Oh, yeah, obviously. Well, yeah. Then, then it gets easy. Yeah. Uh, Definitely, Open, Open Dime's like the better version of this. Open Dime is, was created for physical transactions, and it doesn't pre-generate. Like, he went, Rodolfo and his team over there, they went through all these different iterations to make a product that could handle this without those kind of trade-offs being made and it exists now. So you can use an open dime instead. It doesn't pre-generate your keys. You provide the entropy, additional entropy to it. So you know that they don't, they can't, um, 
you're not beholden to the they can't figure out your key yeah um, you're not yeah. beholden to cold cards they have not is an enclave or whatever produces their private key you can add more entropy and randomness to it exactly yeah um so if if forever god forbid their private key generator on the cold card gets well this is open i'm talking about yeah well both yeah it works for both. well i don't i'm not sure if the open dime has a secure enclave in the, uh, in the open dive, you create random entropy with like pictures, right? It's not like a roll of the dice. Like it is and also card. on the cold card, the the secure enclave doesn't. Um, may, maybe it provides a little bit part of the randomness, but even if you don't provide your own, it's not the only source of randomness. Yeah. It's the the enclave's main purpose on the cold card is to actually hold the key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe the open dime has one too. I'm not sure. Rodolfo, but anyway, look listening. into that. I like the open dime. Yeah, Rodolfo, if you're listening, uh, we have great open dime videos that I put on. So if you gift someone an open dime, I have a video specifically for the gift receiver. Hello, you've just, congratulations! You've just received some Bitcoin, <laughs> and I made that because I give out open dimes all the time. TFTC.tv. And I got tired of explaining it to people. It is a uh, the open dime is such a cool product. Like, it just looks fucking cool. Yeah, um, Square Crypto. They announced uh, a team that uh, Square Crypto amassed uh, finally announced what they're going to be working on this week. And they're going to be working on a lightning development kit to make it uh, easy for uh, for people building across lightning network protocols and wallets to interact with each other. Pretty, pretty big, uh, pretty big endeavor and would be uh, pretty useful. I imagine. I believe they're going to do that in Rust Lightning. Yeah. Rust Lightning. Uh, their goals here are adding Lightning capabilities to existing Bitcoin wallets. No need for a separate wallet just for Lightning. Supporting multi-device, multi-application access to a single wallet. Allowing wallets to make UX security privacy trade-offs such as external transaction signing and customizing their state backup to a cloud service. So LDK just really is going to help developers out um, and make it easier to build stuff on Lightning. Yeah, we got uh, we got two members of the Square Crypto team coming through tomorrow to come talk about what they're going to build. Uh, so they're probably going to make us look stupid. Uh, oh, awesome. We will post that on Monday. So Macarallo and Val- Valentin. And I will be joining sorry, for that as well. Val, I'm missing your last Which name Which I'm here. pretty excited about. Um, and it's also worth noting Lightning Labs also has a development kit. They call Falafel. Falafel. Yes. I like that. Kind uh-huh. of a weird name. I like falafels. Falafels are good. Fried chickpeas, baby. Um, What's not to like? Staying on Square. What do we think about this? They released a patent yesterday. Uh, Bitcoin related. It looks like they want to allow people to pay in Bitcoin uh, at merchants. And the merchants can convert that into their local currency or currency that they like. Um, the patent came out. Let me read the abstract of it. The present technology provides a payment service for providing financial transactions between a customer and merchant wherein the customer can pay in any currency and the merchant can be paid in any currency. Furthermore, the present technology supports payment using cryptocurrency while improving such transactions in a way that uh, takes advantage of benefits of such transactions like anonymity, which uh, if it's Bitcoin, that's not like a given. It does a cryptocurrency. Yeah. While overcoming drawbacks such as delays in processing. It is a patent. You probably have to be vague. I hate I hate vague patents. Yeah. I'm just like I'm just inherently skeptical of all patents. Um, yeah. Especially vague ones like this. Yeah. Um, 
are they the evil empire? Is it defensive patent? Hopefully it's just a defensive patent. They don't expect to use it against anyone. Yeah, are we mouthpieces for an evil empire? I don't know. I'm going to be critical of them regardless. I, I am uh, too. If they're going to be a sponsor. Uh, they've been a sponsor for a while. Yeah. I think we've always been pretty good about being critical of them. Uh, I mean, we'll see, right? I, 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 like I said, I'm inherently skeptical of patents. Um, one saving grace here is that this is involving crypto and fiat. And like I could give two shits between crypto to fiat. Yeah. Uh, no, I think this is. I think this may have something to do with like. Wow, I can't believe you just say crypto. <laughs> we'll edit that out. Switch it to Bitcoin. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Not gonna <laughs> I think I know that. Like, is that didn't wasn't Jack mentioning something like he wanted to make it so it was easy to spend Bitcoin in Africa? Isn't that like is this? Well, look, this is what we expected that Squares, well, Cash App's plan would be right. Squares got like seventy percent. Uh, penetration in the uh point of sale yeah the point i I hate saying pos now uh the point of sale market in america right so like all those like nice white ipad uh cash register s things you see with the square logo on them they have those already um they have bitcoin support in the app uh they could easily enable you to pay bitcoin at those merchants and then it comes down to does the merchant want fiat or does the merchant want bitcoin and this patent, I guess, like loosely covers um, either or situation where you pay in Bitcoin, just automatically gets converted to fiat, which don't love, but it's expected. And then if you pay with Bitcoin, they can just keep the Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, or potentially, maybe he'll make it so you can pay in fiat and the merchant gets Bitcoin if they opt for Bitcoin. That would be dope. Yeah. So you can see where that could really help in international markets, especially like if they if they're um especially if ex- <laughs> <laughs> people gave me shit about how i pronounce it um and i'm working on that but you could see it in those markets because they don't it might be harder for them to get bank banking relationships mm-hmm. um but if they use bitcoin as a rail that could be the inroad for them yeah so we'll be following this uh patent release yesterday we don't know when a product will come out so we'll be uh keeping our eyes out out there um, what else we got here? Light night. Do you see the map? The map's fucking dope. Have you pre-ordered it yet, Marty? I have not. I'm not a Freaks. gamer, dude. I'm not Go a gamer. Go pre-order light night. Yeah, but do it for the Bitcoin, you know? Wow, this map looks dope. Like, light night is going to help bring a whole new brew of Bitcoiners in, and sats are going to be their standard. Yeah, so for you freaks that uh, may uh, have foggy memories about what light night is, it is um, Satoshi's game. Satoshi's Satoshi Games product, correct? Yes. Uh, and they teased this a few months ago, and it looks like the product is more fleshed out. It's a it's a uh, what's the name Fortnite like game Battle Royale. Yeah, is what the kids call the the genre, Marty. Uh, the Zoomers, man. I'm afraid so instead of, them. of Fortnite, they called it Light Night. And like when you kill people, uh, the in-game currency is all Sats via the Light uh, Network. So just like Fortnite, you can buy skins and stuff for Sats. But unlike Fortnite, you can also earn sats by killing people. And take your sats um, off, right? Can you, can you like monetize Fortnite V-Bucks like outside of the, no, the you platform? No, you can't. Yeah. They have a, it's very restricted. Yeah. So it's opening it up? Opening it up? It's a very centralized shitcoin, those V-Bucks. When, uh, do they have a release date on this? But the freaks know that I'm bullish on this shit. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they're a small-ass company. Uh, they're great dudes. 
So if you go pre-order their game for whatever they're charging, I think it's like 20 bucks or something, uh, that goes a long way. They could use that. So help them out. All right. I'm going to buy it. I'll buy it. Where do I play it? Do I play it on my computer? Yeah, it's going to be on computer. Um, I think they're going to release it on consoles as well. Uh, I think they want to release it on mobile as well as that. They're very ambitious. Yeah. No promises. We shall see. Yeah. But I'm excited. The map looks dope. And I'm excited to test it out. And I have pre-ordered it. Yes. Yeah, so we'll send- if there's a space, or so, maybe we can get... Uh, they did like a thing where if you pre-ordered it with like Blue Wallet's code, you got like a special Blue Wallet customized gun. It'd be kind of cool if we got a TFTC custom thing going. How would we do that? I don't know. I'll reach out to Carlos. Carlos, if you're listening, that would be dope. Yeah. Um, something that's not dope. It seems like Apple is bending the knee to the FBI and they're not... Uh, well, they've been bending the knee. Yeah, yeah they've been bending the As knee. As expected. They're not encrypting iCloud backups. Um, so they're essentially backdoored. Yeah, it's a backdoor. It's basically a backdoor. If you have iCloud backup set, um, they get all your iMessages, calendars, contacts. Who knows what else they're getting? Supposedly, signal messages are excluded and not backed up through iCloud, so that's good at least. Um, but th- these aren't end-to-end encrypted, so the phone is end-to-end encrypted, um, which the FBI still might be able to get into anyway, especially if you don't have a secure password and you don't have the 10 times set up. Um, but even if they can't get into that, they can get into your iCloud, and you won't know if they get into your iCloud. Like It's not like they physically need your device. So yeah. be aware, don't use iCloud. Yeah. All these corporate clouds, you should assume this, unless you're encrypting it yourself. Google supposedly end-to-end encrypts. I, that's they what drive. it seems like they said. I but don't, I don't, don't no, trust that at all. No, no, the device backups. Oh. But I, I don't, uh, they definitely don't end-to-end encrypt the Google Drive. Um, but yeah, who assume that's not the case either. Yeah, it's, uh, you think Steve Jobs is rolling in his grave right now? No, not at all. Uh, not about this at least. But it is fucked up. And it's fucked up that our own government and our, and like the corporations by extension that are forced to bend the knee, uh, are like the biggest threat to our privacy yeah, and need, our freedom. Yeah. We need strong men at this time. I'm sorry, Tim Cook. I called you a pussy on Twitter earlier this week, but dire times call for strong men and you bending the knee is, uh, is, is not good. You need to stand up for your users, bro. We even had, uh, general, general Hayden was defending end to end encryption. The yeah. former head of the NSA. Yeah. It's huge. And when you're agreeing with him about privacy, you know we're like fucked up situation. Right. So be aware. Be aware your iClouds can definitely be backdoored. Um, well, it's, yeah, it's a front door. Yeah, they just have access. Apple can read everything, so they just give it to the FBI. Yeah. Be aware. Be aware. Um, let's, uh, let's go to this next. The Clearview app's staying on uh, privacy. And it came out this week that there's a Peter Thiel-backed company that is uh, very much encroaching on people's privacy. It's you a can, Taiwanese company, right? I, I'm not positive where, where it's domiciled, but uh, it's called the Clearview app, and it's a face recognition app that uh, uses 3 billion-plus photos, uh, which is great for millions of public-facing websites and social media sites that basically you can point your phone at somebody and get all their information Like the ones you think, like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn – 
but then also ones you wouldn't necessarily think like Venmo is a big source for them because people have public profiles and they have the profile picture. Um, so they get like a bunch of profile pictures. They get thousands of pictures from your Instagram uh, and they could generate a pretty good idea of what you look like. And then all someone has to do is upload a picture or take a picture of someone and they give you back all the results and where they pulled them from. So they give you profiles and Venmo. And then if you get their Venmo, you can see their payment history, especially if it's public. If, if it's private, then you like reach out, you know, the, reach, the police reach out to FBI. And one of the extra fucked up parts here is this is a private company. Um, no one knows how they're securing this data, if they're securing it well or not. And police basically found an end around to them being restricted from using a lot of this technology because they just pay a subscription fee to Clearview and they're just using the app. They don't need a warrant or anything. Uh, and it's actually more effective in a lot of situations than their own, their own search feature. <laughs> so crazy. And every search that the police put in goes to Clearview's server. So Clearview could be watching who the police are searching. And this came to the reporter's attention because the reporter got a couple police officers to talk to her about it and let her play with the app. And they uploaded her picture and then Clearview reached out to them and was like, are you talking to journalists? Like, you shouldn't be talking to journalists. It's so fucking weird. Yeah, it's fucked, man. Peter Thielback, Peter Thielback's, uh, that company, Palantir, <sighs> is, he, is he a good actor? A lot of people like to put him on a pedestal. He's <sighs> a great thinker, great actor in the 21st century, but the, the companies he's backing seem pretty Orwellian to me. I mean, he's also backing Bitcoin mining. Right, yeah. He's just a ruthless motherfucker. Yeah, Peter, what, what are you doing in out there, bro? Palantir's so fucked. Palantir's very This fucked. is so fucked. Um, but, I mean, the cat's out of the bag. I don't know how you stop this. Um, we are face-fucked freaks. Besides trying to limit the amount of pictures you have of yourself online. Yeah. But. That's the best way to go. It is pretty much far gone for the majority of people. <laughs> Um, and it's only going to get worse. Yeah, the Zoomers love putting their lives online. And there's like surveillance cameras everywhere. And one of the things I was thinking about is one of the biggest issues with uh, the the few places where we don't have cameras yet is because of uh, it's difficult to get internet access everywhere. But if you like, as they come out with five G or whatever, like better better wireless internet we're gonna see it's they're gonna blow up you're gonna see them even more places yeah who was uh who was on the podcast saying that like in the future you're gonna like pay for privacy like you know to live in places where there are no cameras i forget who i think it was. it was bsg was it yeah i think it was him we went down the citadel hole again yeah that you don't believe in citadels i mean but my citadel is gonna be a I'm privacy not a fan sanctuary of i'm not a fan of citadels i don't think we should strive for citadels. we should strive to uplift everybody look i i completely agree and when that fails like, you better have a nice citadel. That's true. Um, back to the topic before this, uh, the ECB. Not back to it. We didn't really mention it at all. European Central Bank came out with a paper on their digital, uh, central bank digital currencies and basically talked about how they went enact negative interest rate how policies, is helicopter money, and, like, more scenes. They just fucking said it. Yeah. They just fucking said, these are the benefits of central bank digital currency. Well, this is something I've been following since last year, uh, the, the normalization of NERP. Uh, the ECB has been one of the, the strongest proponents of it. Mario Draghi came out uh, before Christine Lagarde took over for him and said negative interest rates are good for the world. Um, they're trying to normalize it. Don't let them. It's an immediate tax on your savings and, and people call us like conspiracy theorists for saying like the war on cash and 
negative interest rates and they want to you know digitize everything so they can surveil it and control it and go negative and do helicopter money and have more seniorage like that's fucking they wrote it they literally wrote it in this fucking report yeah and there's no accountability that's the thing so that's this is this is the theme of these this topic and the next couple accountability so you have this uh because they can't be accountable for their policies they need to basically cattle herd us into uh a digital panopticon and immediately tax and uh erode away our our uh purchasing power via inflation uh on top of that uh the Federal Reserve came out, and we surmise uh, this is the episode I talked about with Parker, where and we talked about this last week um, that the Fed was going to open up their window, which is supposed to be designated for primary dealers, which are banks and security uh, offerings companies only. They're opening that now to hedge funds, so hedge funds can get direct direct access to the the Fed window, and they're putting this data on their website. Shout out to. Tony Stachy, I believe his last name is. He pointed out, like, he went to the, the Fed's website on there um, that uh, basically lays out their their repo purchases. And if you get granular into the primary dealers, there's uh, they name the hedge funds that they're giving money to. Um, so yeah, it seems like the the window has been open for the hedge funds directly. And yeah, I think is, we mentioned that last episode too, yeah, right? Yeah, but no, and it's it's confirmed. So if you go to the the Fed website and you look for the repo markets and you go to FICC, I forget what it stands for, but that is basically the hedge funds getting money in that FICC um, bar of repo operations exploded last week. It's secret QE. Yeah, yeah, five hundred billion dollars since September has been printed. Um, and then again, to, and there, so the Fed has no accountability of their policies. They're they're not uh, standing to their mandate, which is just to be a lender of last resort to the banks uh, and primary dealers. Now they're lender of last resort to hedge funds who are margin trading. Um, and then the last topic, uh, I add this to the list: the Pentagon accounting debacle that came out. So the Pentagon, Bloomberg wrote about this uh, yesterday. The Pentagon racked up thirty-five trillion. Thirty-five trillion dollars in accounting changes it's in not one really year. Really, thirty-five trillion. No, right? but it's 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 a, again going back to accountability. Like it's the 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 Pentagon is not keeping their books straight. So we we're printing all this money <laughs> to send people to war, and we have no idea where it's going. They're like off by like twenty x almost or something. Right? It was like two point seven trillion yeah, is what it should be. Yeah, thirty-five trillion is like twice the size. Like thirty-five trillion accounting error is twice the size of the U.S. economy. And it's supposed to be like two and a half trillion. Yeah. Yeah. So, so their people, books are just these people are wrong. printing. No, these people, these kleptocratic elites, have no accountability. Freaks, wake the fuck up! I know you freaks are woken up because you're listening to this podcast. But go shake your family members. Go shake your friends. Don't, have, no babies. Don't shake babies. Definitely don't shake the babies. But like, and don't physically shake people. Just yeah, definitely not while driving. If you're driving, pull over on the side of the road. Then shake the person next yes. to you. Tell them to wake the fuck up. There's no accountability throughout the world. Well, the incentives are all broken, right? There's no oversight. There's no... Yeah. Um, no one gets in trouble for it. Uh, so, of course, it's going to get bloated and out of control over time. $35 trillion in accounting changes. It's pretty fucked up. Um, I had one more thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, the Jerusalem Post posted a FUD line about Hamas using Bitcoin. Yes. Um, Ergo looked into this, right? Yeah, they first of all they used a fixed address supposedly, um, and when Ergo looked, I said I like pinged Ergo to look at the address, and he looked at the address, um, 
and uh, they they were using the address for change so even though it said 3700 received it's actually like way way less than that maybe like 900 or something 800 yeah um but we are going to see governments use this line against bitcoin um that terrorists use it that criminals use it uh and it's the same thing we see with the encryption um going back to the to the iphone icloud story um where they use terrorists to then a few people that are terrorists use the technology and they use it to erode the privacy of the 99% law abiding citizens that are actually using it as well. 99.9%. And yeah. And and if the governments do come out with that line, troll them be like, Hey, Hamas is drinking water too. Should we ban that? Should we ban water? (laughs) The the Hamas terrorists are drinking water freaks. That's what you need to ban it. You need to sit up to protect your water, Marty. Ban it. Oh, the other thing is, uh, you know, from a, like a prepping point of view, like in a pandemic situation, you know, you, you obviously don't want to be in a big city. That's a major negative. Yeah, you don't want to be um, where we are right now. But like, what are the key things you need? Like medical supplies, you know, face masks are good, uh, water and batteries. What, yeah, water purifiers, batteries. But one thing a lot of people don't talk about, which I thought was a pretty cool tip that I picked up like five years ago, is that you should also keep bolt cutters in your apartment because if you have bolt cutters you have access to any bike you find that's a great so in like emergency transportation situation you just steal someone's bike you know what push comes to shove and you need to do that yes right steal a bike exactly it's a good idea it's a good tip consider that freaks consider it's a good tip um yeah it's uh i don't i got nothing else to riff on i'm trying to think of here what do you think of tether gold it's like a non-story right right yeah i mean Who's going to use it? Why? Why? It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Peter Schiff will use it. Maybe. Hey, Peter. <laughs> Do we want to talk about him? Not really. Nah. Yeah, fuck that I dude. I shouldn't even brought him up. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all we got. What should we riff on? Anything? Bueller. 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 No. I have nothing to talk about. Yeah, we shouldn't extend this if we don't need to. Enjoy your weekend, freaks. Um... We've got uh, an episode dropping with Jerry, Jeremy Rubin tomorrow. Be on the lookout for that. We talk about uh, POW swap, uh, op, check template verify, uh, dev incentives, a bunch of stuff. Uh, I'm super excited for the app we're recording tomorrow as well. Yeah. We're, again, we're going to sit down with two members of the Square Crypto team uh, and figure out what they're building. So look out for that on Monday or Tuesday. Oh, this was something. Um this guy in uh, this, do you see this, this story out of China? A University of Minnesota student was arrested in China uh, and sentenced yes. to six months in prison for tweets he posted while he was in the United States. Yes, I believe he's a Chinese citizen, correct? Uh, yeah, but he was posting them from the United States. Yes, so from an Anon account. Right, so just keep in mind, you Anons out there, I love you guys. Um, keep your OPSEC tight. Assume that, you know, sophisticated state actors can still figure out who you are, uh, especially if you have, like, phone number and stuff. They could have just sent him a link, and then he clicked the link. Oh, that's what we should talk about. What? Uh, fucking the richest man in the world who practically runs the <laughs> internet. Bezos. Allegedly got fished by the Saudi prince, Minnesota. MBS. And that's how his dick pics got leaked. Yeah, and then they leaked his affair to the Inquirer. Mm-hmm. Be, why, does this, why are the Saudis going after Bezos? 
because of the Washington Post. This uh, was before Khashoggi oh, got killed, yes, too. Yes, 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 um, yes, yes And yes. the Washington Post was being really critical. Also, supposedly, Bezos was working on a server deal to put servers in Saudi, and uh, it fell through. Um, so if they attacked Bezos, like, I wonder who else they attacked. This was with that WhatsApp exploit that we heard about mm-hmm. uh, with the videos. He sent a video, and he clicked it, and they... To get the whole contents of the phone, like, all the media and everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wonder if they got access to anything else, right? Like, Bezos had, you know, if all the damage was that this affair got leaked. Yeah, they got his dick pics, eh? And I wonder if they blackmailed other people. Because they didn't, they didn't even bother blackmailing him. They just f- fucked up <laughs> yeah. his life. Um, you, yeah. They cut his net worth in half. It's, you know, even, even Bezos, can, he's still the richest man in the world, though. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, even Bezos can get... Fucked. get tricked so you know stay humble out there keep your head on the swivel and don't have affairs but if you do have an affair like use a burner phone don't have an affair stay true to your wife find a girl that you love absolutely build I agree. a family be a good person but if you do use a burner phone yes you know i mean if you're gonna be a scumbag do it the right way and like i guess if you're talking to the saudi prince like you should also use a burner phone i wonder if like what we'll see come out of bezos because of this like it'd be kind of cool if he i wouldn't trust cypherpunk or, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't trust it, but it'd be cool if, like, Amazon came out with, like, a super privacy-focused... I mean, they're never going to do that, but, like, a super privacy-focused phone. Who knows? Maybe he had to come to Jesus moment after this. They had that shitty phone. Do you remember that shitty Fire phone? It had, like, four diff- six different cameras on it. It was, no. like, the exact opposite of privacy-focused. Yeah. I mean, Alexa's not... Har- it's horrible. Yeah. Don't get Alexis. Get that Google Home. Get all that shit out of your house. Get Ring out of your house. Get all that shit out of your house, freaks. I bet you they got other people. They must have hacked a bunch of people. They had to. What? Like, and it was pretty ballsy. If this is true, the most unrealistic part of the whole thing is so like him and the prince met and they exchanged numbers and they were in a WhatsApp conversation together. And then from the prince's phone, like from that account, the video was sent. Like that's ballsy as fuck. Right. To just send the attack from his phone. That's like a, hey, I don't fucking care. It wasn't like a random email or something like that or like, a hey. random WhatsApp message <laughs> from like, someone else. It's like, hey, Jeff, look at this guy. Look at this funny meme. I wonder what he said the video was. Yeah. It's fucked. Uh, yeah, so be aware. Jeff Bezos can get hacked. You probably can too. Um, it, it wasn't like he got fished, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he got fished hard by somebody he, 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 uh, he trusted, I would imagine. WhatsApp is probably like, a num- the, the amount of phones WhatsApp has installed is probably like one of the biggest vulnerabilities. Uh just the app itself is like one of the biggest cumulative vulnerabilities uh, worldwide. Yeah, because the WhatsApp creators, after selling to Facebook and leaving, basically came out and said Facebook demanded that they backdoor it and completely backdoored. No, they, I think it was like like data collection and stuff, right? Yeah. Like yeah metadata not, and stuff not, like that. The, the and encryption is not uh, as advertised, I believe. I think it was... Like the messages are end-to-end encrypted, but they collect all the metadata around it. So you communicated with this person at this time, doing this and that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like they should have known that. Like they, when they signed the deal with Facebook, they promised everyone they're like, "Don't worry, they're never going to change the business model and stuff." Uh, like, of course, Facebook's going to fucking, you know, they're the evil empire. Yeah. Uh, but like, think about it. Like WhatsApp, like has. For a lot of people, it has location permissions, microphone permissions, camera permissions, full photos and videos and, you know, gallery access and file access to all of your documents and stuff. 
it's like the ultimate piece of fucking spyware if it wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn. We got a lot of work to do, freaks. I fucking hate that. I, yeah. This is why that we, I still have to use WhatsApp. This is like, this is why we Bitcoin. Bitcoin creates incentives to fix these systems. Because these systems are, at the end of the day, are going to be protecting Bitcoin if you self This is why free open source software is so fucking important. Right. Well, that's actually maybe something else we should mention. We talk a lot about VPNs here, and I saw that conversation about VPNs we were having. It seems like Proton VPN just open source there. Yeah, but I don't like Proton because Proton does like a light KYC on you to use their mail and their VPN. Okay. My favorite is Molvad. Yeah, I like Molvad too. That's what I'm using. Molvad, you don't even need to provide an email address. You just pay them with Bitcoin. They give you a little account number, and you're good to go. Yeah, you get a token number. You plug that yeah, in. Yeah, so you like whirlpool some funds, and you just pay them. And I think they're going to add Lightning soon. So um, I like Molvad, but once again, keep in mind that you are trusting your VPN provider. Like important, like caveat. Important stuff. You should be using Tails with Tor, um, or at least just Tor browser on your computer. Yeah. All right. That was a good one. I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed it as as usual. I would always fucking love RHR. RHR is my favorite. Mine too. Um, yeah. Beware for that. Beware. Uh, check out the Jeremy Rubin episode dropping tomorrow. Again, we're talking with the Square Crypto team tomorrow as well. And enjoy your weekends. You know, enjoy life. We only got one. You only got one life. We talk a lot about a lot of stressful stuff on this podcast, but you know what? Smile every once in a while. Fucking enjoy it, freaks. Yeah. Life's fucking short. Stay humble, stack sats. Peace and love. Okay.